All right, welcome to Talking Flick, where we talk about everything and anything, but mostly movies. This is our very first podcast that we're ever doing. It is in the clubhouse of my dad's backyard. We are literally in a wooden shack. And with me today, I have my cousin Daniel. Why don't you go ahead and say hi, Daniel? Hello, I'm Daniel, and I am Tyler's cousin, like you said. <laughs> yeah, so uh, today we're going to talk about 1997 Starship Troopers. The only good bug is a dead bug, and I'm doing my part. So um, we watched this movie last night, and it was a lot longer than we actually expected it to be. <laughs> I definitely do not remember it being that two-hour run time. Yeah, I think because we were actually you know, paying attention to it this time. I think that's why it felt like it was actually longer um, but yeah, so we finished watching it last night and we decided to put off the recording until today because tomorrow is Veterans Day and we both have the day off tomorrow. So uh, the other thing, I definitely don't remember the first time watching it, like, uh, all the things that you miss when you're actually trying to watch, like, yeah, you're, you're actually watch- paying attention yeah, when you're watching it to pay attention. You're like, oh, I never realized that that's what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> it's just more that when I was young, I was like, oh, I just want to see them kill bugs. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? This kind of movie you know, it's kind of like a big thing in our family where we would watch it a lot. We kind of grew up watching this movie. As a, as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, like we grew up watching this movie. Um, we have the DVD. I don't know if we had the VHS, but I'm I, sure. Yeah, I, I think we, we, we yeah, we probably had it on VHS. Um, the story with uh, our side or my side of the family is that when my my father and mother, they took us to go see this movie, I was four at the time. Uh, my sister was however old she was six years older than me and my brother was five years older than me and the whole time during the movie they didn't know what it was they just they just knew that my dad knew that it was based off a book and he was like oh i'll take the kids to go see this movie i don't know why he didn't see that was rated r but he took you know my mom and us three kids there and my sister was freaking out apparently they tell me the story where my sister was freaking out because of course people's heads are getting chopped off and all this stuff and, um, <laughs> and I'm apparently crying because, you know, I'm four years old and you got, <laughs> I was either four or three. Well, it was 97. So I must've been three. And so of course, you know, we just watched it last night and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, you know, even Ramona's five now and I wouldn't show her that movie. So <laughs> I know, I know in my house, I wasn't allowed to watch it. They're like, you can't watch this movie. It's rated. I couldn't watch rated movies until... Like almost 14. 14? Well, I mean, the age you're supposed to go see him is like 17 or something. And so I remember when I was down in your guys' house, and your brother was like, oh, you want to watch Starship Troopers? We have it on VHS. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah. And your mom was all excited about it. Yeah, show him Starship Troopers. Troopers. It's going to be a really good movie to watch. Yeah, like, and you know, it's funny. I feel like it is still a good movie. And, uh, but yeah, so I was crying. My sister was crying. Uh, My brother was having a grand old time. So him and my dad actually finished watching the movie because he just... You know, he loves seeing it. And, of course, you know, there's a couple of nude scenes in there, too, as well. So, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. So, anyways, um, 97, Starship Troopers. And kind of the first thing I kind of saw when I watched it again was, you know, the effects, you know, they definitely still hold up. They're not, it's not bad CGI. Especially for 97. Yeah, for 97. Like, there are certain parts where it is kind of bad, but you, you... you give it some wiggle room because it is a 1997 movie. I mean, you know? I'm sure there are movies that this CGI from this 97 movie is much better than some of these 2000s. Yeah, and you know what? That's true. And there are sequels to this movie, and I think we've seen some of the sequels, sort of, but not in a very long time since they 
came to Blockbuster. That should tell you <laughs> when the last time we watched it. The one but was on Netflix. I one think was or? on Netflix. Was yeah, Netflix. I think it was number three. three. Number three was on Netflix. Number two got weird. I remember we rented number two from Blockbuster, and we were just like, "What is this?" And uh, but yeah, so I mean, effects still definitely hold up. Uh, the guy who directed the movie, um, Paul Vorheen, I believe is his name. I can't remember it. I'd have to relook it up. But he also did RoboCop. He did Total Recall. Um, looks like he even did like the fifth element in true lies. So, you know, Robocop's definitely pretty bloody and this movie's pretty bloody too. So yeah, I mean, Starship Troopers and it's 97. So of course we have like 28 year olds playing 18 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, and, and everyone, they're 28 and they're all playing, you know, 18 year olds. Um, you have Johnny Rico, who's the main character who's played by Casper Van Dyne, I believe is his name. Um, you have Denise Richards, who's uh, plays Carmen. Was this one of her first roles? You know, I don't know if it was one of her first roles. We'll have to look that up. But uh, yeah, Denise Richards was Carmen, um, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife. <laughs> and so yeah, you got our man Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, you got MPH. You got Neil Patrick Harris in there too. He's not in it as much as the other two, but you know he's in there for a good amount. It's still good to see him in the movie. It really is. So it definitely really is good to see him in everything. So. Um, when it comes to the movie, it's playing and, you know, these kids, they're, or these 28-year-olds playing 18-year-olds, <laughs> they're they're in a classroom. And they're in a classroom and they're talking to the teacher, or the teacher's giving a lecture, right check. Uh, right check, is that right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, right check. And so he's talking about the failure of democracy um, and how basically veterans had to take over as far as democracy goes, veterans had to take over and they've created stability that's the last of generations. And that's kind of, you know, paraphrasing what he says when he's actually doing his lecture, that that's what happened basically right there. Now, when it comes to that, um, yeah, so the so and he even says in his little speech or when he's giving his lecture that social science is what brought the brink of chaos. And do you want to you know more about science than I do. So. Well, maybe not the social science. Yeah, it? well, yeah. So, <laughs> But social science is what brought them to the brink of chaos. And all you know is for generations, they've ha- they've been in this sort of uh, stability. And that's, or, the thing that's, that's the thing that's confusing for me because it, it doesn't really give you a true timeline in the movie. Because all you know is at some point in time, democracy failed. And then at some point in time, veterans took over. Yeah. And now it's a fascist society. Yeah. And you don't know how long... They don't really mention how long they're fighting the bugs for. No, they or, don't. Well, this is also based off a book, too. So I don't know if you knew that's that. True. But yeah, but this is also based off a book. Never read it. So yeah, never read it either. Yeah, that. never read it. Apparently my dad read it. And so... <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure yeah. they give you much more detail in the in the book. Yeah, so I mean... And of course, when they say veterans, they mean, you know, the, the acting military yes. of that time took over. And it's a fascist society. And... I would, you know, it's definitely more right-wing fascist, for sure. Um, They don't kind of come out and say it, but, you know, that's how I kind of took it. And basically, during his whole lecture, he's talking about, you know, why there's the failure of democracy, how it happened, just kind of, you know, a quick thing that we never even paid attention to the hundred of times we've watched it before last night. Um, And then he asks, you know, Johnny Rico, why are only citizens allowed to vote? And in the society, there are, you're either a citizen or you're a civilian. And they talk a little bit more about it where in order to become a civilian, basically, you need to serve at least two citizen. years in the Federation. What was that? Citizen. Oh, citizen. Yeah. So to, in order to become a citizen, 
Um, in order for a civilian to become a citizen, you have to serve at least two years in the Federation, which is basically their government or their military service, one in the same probably, or definitely. <laughs> it's a fascist society. and Or more if required by the Federation. So and, they can keep you there for life. Yeah, they can keep you there for to. life. Yeah, if they're in war, they'll keep you there for life. And so that's part of that society where you have to do at least two years, and then you can able to become basically a citizen. And then you have the right to vote. Um, apparently there's licenses to get babies. We'll talk a little bit more about that about uh, another scene. But yeah, so I mean... Basically, Ratchak or the teacher who is played by what is his name? I'll know it when I see it. But yeah, so uh, Michael Ironside, who's done a bunch of other things that I can't remember for the life of me. But <laughs> but he's you know he's he's that actor you see you're like oh yeah he's done other stuff. But <laughs> luckily I have IMDb right in front of me. So <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's talking about you know why are only citizens allowed to vote, and he says that. Basically, whenever you're already a citizen, if something that happens, something that's given to you just has no value. And when you become a citizen, you your vote, your vote into how to change things, you're using political authority, you're using force. And he's saying force is violence. And then he talks about violence, how violence has never solved anything. And that it's really just wishful thinking. And then he asks, you know, the class, you know, why don't you ask the people of Hiroshima, you know, what they think about violence never solves anything. And then, of course, um, what's her name? Denise Richards, you know, raises her hand and says, well, they wouldn't say anything because they got wiped off them. You know, they got wiped off the map. And so he's like, exactly. They wouldn't say a single thing. And when I was looking this up on IMDb, they changed that kind of thing for each, um, for each kind of um, country this movie was getting released out to. So because whenever they released this in Japan, they changed it from Hiroshima for, you know, for obvious, oh, yeah. yeah, for obvious reasons, they changed that. Um, I can't remember exactly what it is that they changed it to. I think they changed it to where they mentioned that Washington had been wiped off the face of the earth. And they said, why don't you ask, you know, Washington what they think about that? And then they say they, they wouldn't say anything because they were wiped off. And that's in a different kind of alternate timeline that they're doing uh, in a different version. And of course, with the German version, they I think they re-edited some of it because, of course, it's very, even with their uniforms, with the oh, military, yeah. yeah, it's all very, it's all very Hitler, it's all very World War Two. you know what I mean? Like, with their, with their type of style that they wear. So, violence never solves anything, Hiroshima wiped off the earth, basically, and basically, violence never solves anything is just your wishful thinking. And so, he asked John Eureka, you know, what it means, civilian versus citizen, you know, what does that exactly mean? And he just, you know, gives a a quote from a textbook. And he's like, yep, that's the definition from the textbook, but what does it mean to you? And then he says, well, I don't know. And he's like, exactly. None of you will never know until you actually have to, you know, give up something. And Reichek, uh, the teacher in this, he's actually missing an arm. So he's like pointing at students with a stub and everything. And it's awkward. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we have that. And then what happens next? They... Well, going from there, it goes back to Rico and going home, and it's more about him not knowing what he wants to do. Yeah. They go to check, remember, they go and they check the scores, yeah. and... He they, has a, thir- I wrote that down in my notes, he has a 35% in math, so he scored... <laughs> his, his girlfriend has a 97, Neil Patrick Harris had yeah. a 90 Yeah, and that's his, That those are his, I mean, the movie makes it out that those are his two main friends, and then you have uh, Diz, Dizzy, who's the, the chick who wants him, basically, like, all the time, but 
they're friends, but she's not really a part of that inner circle. Um, that's probably because she, you know, Rico's with Denise Richards and, <laughs> and, 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 and Carmen. You have, you have uh, Rico's family who, I mean, they're like, like just like in you may you may know people where their family's like, no, I don't want you joining the military. That's you know, that's yeah, a bad idea. Yeah, there's out for you. There's such a big difference when it comes to like Rico and like just his two friends because you know, and it feels very like nine hundred two one zero in the beginning before you get to like to the war, you know, it's before you kind of really get to the war scenes. And, uh, <laughs> and so it kind of gets very 90210 with that. And Rico's, Rico's just doesn't know what he wants to do. Cause I'm assuming he's 18 because they just graduated high school. So they just yeah. graduated high school, even though they're, they look like they're in their thirties or in their late twenties. Um, they still look like that, but, and even when he wants to go join, I mean, he, he's seeing, I mean, for one, his teacher's missing an arm, and then you see that scene where the, the oh, guy, the yeah. guy, he's, he's like, oh, you're going to like pretty much walk into the service, and he's missing his legs. Yeah, and, and his and, arm, too. He's got see, a metal arm. look on Rico's face <laughs> of just like, what am I getting into? Yeah, and you know, it's funny because um, Carmen's going to go be a pilot, and Carmen is, she's test high in math, she's going to go be a pilot, she's going to go do the flight academy, um, Neil Patrick Harris, he tested into games and theory and cause he's psychic, they have psychics in this. Yep, and so, have, yeah, so psychics. they have, they have psychics in this. And so he tests into games and theory. So they're both, you know, have very promising careers and Rico just, you know, he won the football game and everything and he got to bang Denise Richards. So it's not all bad for him, but you know, he only got to do it once. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, they're going off into the military and they're going off to basically see good careers. You know, like if you're a pilot in this kind of space, kind of, you know, war, you probably have a pretty high chance of, you know, living, you know, cause you're just flying, you're dropping people off, you're nuking people or nuking bugs actually. So, <laughs> and you have a pretty high chance of living. Neil Patrick Harris, who got into games of theory, he's more on a strategic level. And because he's psychic, you know, he's probably considered more, more valuable. And definitely throughout the movie, they, they, they portray the pilot versus the, the soldier. Yeah, they do. Uh, it almost becomes the, the Carmen versus Rico show. Yeah, exactly. And they kind of get into that where it's like, they even say it, like mobile infantry and flight or flight team or whatever, they don't mix well together. So um, basically right there, you know, we're in that scene. And even the scene before that, he has that falling out with his parents. So before he finds out that Carmen got into flight, a flight academy and before MPH got into games in theory, uh, they find out that, or he talks to his parents that he's going to go join and he's basically joining up for a girl and they know he's joining up for a girl because his parents, and it says this on like the IMDb website where his parents aren't citizens, they're civilians, but they're rich. And so they're rich. And so that's why, you know, he doesn't have to go into the military and so that's why, you know, they told him, like, if you leave, you're cut off. Oh, and the yeah. dad says, I'd rather take 10 lashes than, you know, see you go into the Federation or see you go into the military, basically. And so he gets cut off. He walks out there and he walks out with everything that he owns. And that's what he tells Carmen. I have everything that I own. And Carmen's dad helped, you know, her pack and everything and all this stuff. So he's kind of walking into, you know, definitely unknown territory. And he has no idea what he's getting himself into. Um, probably like a lot of people who usually join the military in a in a time of war you know what i mean in a time oh, of war yeah. it's never really what you probably expect um so yeah i mean there's and, that right there and then even throughout the movie they actually have these almost it almost reminds me of like the internet ads uh kind of because after, right after that scene they have that first set 
of almost would you like to know more almost as if they're oh yeah (laughs) telling the audience do you want to know more about this maybe you can join almost like as if i feel like i'm going to be joining the federation uh military in the movie (laughs) yeah Um, i mean it's would you like to know more and it's very it's definitely and they definitely portray it to every age because it's more it, propaganda. It's it's propaganda. It That's what it is. It's, so it's straight kids. up propaganda. They, they yeah. have kids in the first one. They're giving them the big machine gun rifles that they have. And <laughs> oh no! I think in the first one, that's when. Uh... That's when they're saying the only good bug is a dead bug. Oh, and then you have the kid who said, and that's a meme now, I think, or part of a meme where they're just like, I'm doing my part. And so, like, oh. yeah, so, and they got the kid who's just like, I'm doing my part. And so, uh, <laughs> so, you know, the media is definitely controlled by this media, you know, by the fascist Probably side, the by the military. Nation. Yeah, the government. Yeah. So, um, so they are kind of brought up, probably it seems like from an early age that they, you know, that this is an option that they have to do or that they should do because I think it's kind of, they don't show it to us, but I feel like it's kind of hinted that if you're a civilian, you're in a weaker class than as a citizen. And that's for sure. Like, Especially this is a fascist society. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, that's definitely how it is. You know, they, they're going to favor the strong and the ones that provide more. And so, I mean, it's definitely like that. It's, um, it's all, I think, it, like, with all those things, it's more about how can we, how can they get people to join yeah, the, the military? Yeah. I have a little fan theory. My fan theories are usually, like, pretty, pretty stupid. So, <laughs> and I actually wrote it in my notes. So I wrote that they, uh, that they give them, uh, they give them growth hormones. And that's why oh, that's these right. 28 or 30 year olds, they all look like they're, you know, they're all, you know, or basically these 18 year olds all look like they're 28 or in their 30s. And especially during the football game. Yeah, like, and they're doing, doing flips and stuff. And <laughs> it looks like a Cirque du Soleil or something. Yeah, they're there. doing front flips, back flips, all this stuff. And so I kind of wrote, I wrote on that because they're, they're able to do these things. They look way older. Um, and also they have psychics. I don't know. That's part of my fan theory that this growth hormone makes them psychic or the ones who can be psychic makes I mean, them more have, psychic. They yeah. have a psychic ad in there. Yeah, so. they do have a psychic ad in there too. So anyway, just kind of a recap. Um, they have that. Yeah. After Rico's mass score, they have the football game. We meet Xander and I wrote in here that Xander is a douche. <laughs> I think I put it in there. Yeah. Xander, Xander is a douche. So Xander is a douche. And, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Xander and Carmen fuck in a deleted scene. So, <laughs> so, and yeah, anyways, <laughs> so they meet Xander and fucking Carmen, her whole, fu- the whole opening scene or the whole first act. She's like, I'm going to be a pilot. I'm going to be a pilot. You know, all this stuff. And, uh, it's like, geez, change the record. Already. And Xander yeah. hates Rico. Xander just hates, the yeah, game. just from the football game. Yeah. Just from the football game. So that happens. They go to prom, um, after prom. Um, what's his name? Rico tells uh, Ratchek that he's going to sign up and all this stuff. And Dizzy tries to get at Rico. Doesn't really work. And then basically Rico um, is able to bang Carmen or Denise Richards. Yeah, her dad's not home. Her dad's not home. So he got to bang her before, you know, they got shipped off and everything. So So, um, they get shipped off or basically even before they get shipped off, you find out which directions they go in. MPH Games of Theory, Carmen Flight Academy, and then fucking Rico's Mobile Infantry, where he sees the guy, like you said, no fucking legs, one arm, you know, working, you know what I mean, working the front desk, who says, you know, Mobile Infantry made me the man I am today, and shakes his hand, and he's just looking at him like, oh my fucking god, like, what did I do to myself? <laughs> and then going from those scenes, they actually have the the one with where they were talking about how Arachnids are dangerous, and the 
they show it eating the cow. I think yeah. it was the cow. Yeah. And then they go on to the the Mormon extremist. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> the Mormon so... <laughs> extremist uh, Port Joe Smith. <laughs> oh yeah, Port Joe Smith. So after we have all that. Um, the arachnids are dangerous. Yeah, the world we know. That's kind of how they do the propaganda. The world we know. Oh, um, right. And the Mormon extremists, they disregard federal regra- regra- federal warnings. And yeah, I have it in my notes here. Port Joe Smith. And I just wrote, it's a complete blood bloodbath. Like yeah. in this scene, I mean, how long would you say that scene is? Maybe 20 seconds they show it, maybe less, maybe yeah, 15. Like but it's just, it's a clusterfuck. Like these Mormons get fucked. Like they're just dead and there's just, it's just blood everywhere. And I'll have to look at the IMDb thing, but I think they said they used like 17 gallons of blood in this movie, which I believe. And so... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more than that. So yeah, it's a complete bloodbath. And then Q-in, um, they all leave, or basically even before that, um, they all leave. They make that Yu-Gi-Oh friendship where there's like, promise we'll always be friends. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, they, guy. They're like, we'll probably yeah. never see each other. Like, okay, again. guy. Like, all right. Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> that's, that's how they draw Exodia. Yeah, and that's how, yeah, exactly. So, um, after that, after they show the Mormon extremists and them dying, oh, and they show their, uh, I, forget, I don't know what it's called, but they show their, the statue. Oh, the, the yeah, angel they, of the yeah, trumpet. Yeah, the angel of the trumpet. Yeah, they show the statue and then, of course, underneath all of that, it's just a complete fucking bloodbath. Um, after that scene, he had the boot camp yeah, boot with camp. Clancy Brown. So he was in Highlander and he is Sergeant Zim in this. So, <laughs> yeah, I have, I have, he's, uh, boot camp, <sighs> boot camp there. I feel like it's a really interesting thing with, with what they go through. And so of course, you know, he's yelling at them. He's doing the whole boot camp thing. And then he asked them like, which one of you thinks you have the guts to take me on? And then the farm guy... The big guy. Yeah, the big guy, the big fucker, the farm guy, says, you know, he says he thinks he does, and they fight. And it lasts, what, maybe less than 30 seconds? And oh, then God, he just snaps seconds. his arm. After like, he was already down. Yeah, just snaps, snaps his arm. arm. Yeah, snaps his arm. And so... <laughs> Which, they never really talk, like... It's never... never it, I mean, I don't know what he's trying to prove by breaking his arm, honestly. I think he's just trying to show that... I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to do. Because they that. need these soldiers, even though later on. Well, in the, think about in the scene, think about the world that they live in, though. Too. This is obviously, you know, it seems like it's a doggy dog world. You know. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, but... and so maybe he's trying to show, you know, already show credibility that you know, hey, Zim knows what he's doing. Or maybe because their technology is supposed to be far, it's supposed to be more advanced. Oh so yeah, I mean, they have on, interstellar. Tra- I mean, they can travel from planet to planet. I mean, later so... that day, they show them with with that with that almost that blue like shit. A, yeah, yeah, almost like I a, wrote in my notes. I wrote, I wrote I wrote blue water shit. But yeah, so <laughs> so he's using his arm. He's you know, yeah, he's able to use his arm and everything. So yeah, maybe so... a broken arm in this time is yeah, like getting a splinter. Well, or I guess that's the thing because it's like you have these people who go through boot camp and everything, and it seems like already off the bat. Um, mobile infantry is just already it's just it's such a big difference and i think we'll talk a little bit more about that but um and we will actually talk a lot more about that but q um gary Busey's son jake Busey. everyone should have a friend like me and so and so they're going through boot camp and you know jake Busey tells um tells rico everyone should have a friend like me and that's what he tells them. And he um, he cuts in line. They push him back. And later in that later in the boot camp, they're throwing knives. So they're throwing knives. Oh, before we actually get to that scene, there's actually a uh, big scene that was missed. Was uh, 
Diz actually. Oh, uh, she shows she, up. Yeah, so, she so, shows so up. She, That's right. She she asked to be put in that squadron because she knows Rico's there. And, yeah. And she's in love with Rico. Yeah. So. She doesn't say it, though. She doesn't say it. She just says, oh, this is the best squadron. And then, of course, Zim's she like, well, Rico's it is, there. you know, because he has to say that shit. You know, it's like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And I, and I, think that, I think that's an important scene. She lands because... a good hit on him, too. Oh, yeah, she, she like punch. She likes punches him and lands a good hit on him until until she gets pretty much choked. Yeah, out, until she so. gets choked out. Yeah, so I mean, still lands a pretty good hit. So, but yeah, so Kewen, um, they're throwing knives and they're throwing knives at the little target board. Yeah, or of whatever. course, Busey sucks at it. And, yeah, uh, Jake Busey. Jake Busey kind of sucks at it and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> questions pretty yeah. much why they have to learn to throw the yeah knives. and he says like all you have to do is push a button like why do i have to learn how to throw a knife if all you have to do is push a button and i remember this scene when i when i first probably watched it when i was a kid not like the very first time when i was three or four however old i was but later on um where <laughs> he says you know why do i have to you know throw this knife if basically you know all you have to do is push a button and just nuke you know you can just nuke them and so he, Zim, um, has, or Clancy Brown, has Jake Busey put his hand on the wall. And so he has to put his hand on the wall and keep it there. And so Clancy Brown or Zim, he picks up the knife, or he takes out the knife, and then he just completely throws at him and just stabs his hand and sticks it right to the wall. <laughs> and, and the line he tells him, you know, without that hand, yeah, you, so can't that, press a, you can't yeah. press a button. So he says, the enemy cannot push a button if you disable his hand. And then, of course, he takes the, you know, the knife out of Jake Busey's Yell hand. Medic. And, yeah, and he yells medic for the second time in the day, I think. And so... <laughs> so, after that scene, we have it where... This is a shower scene. Yeah, the, co- yeah, the, the, the co-ed new, shower Yeah, the co-ed scene. shower scene. So they're all in the shower. Um, which it seems like, you know... It seems like, I mean, there probably is still racism and probably still is sexism, but they're in a gender, you know, they're in a gender neutral or co-ed shower scene and they even sleep together. So the men and women sleep together, the men and women shower together and the men and women train together. And then you have all the different, well, we counted what, there was some Asians, there was, of course, white people, there was black people yeah, and Hispanics. Even, yeah. Actually, because the, the, the black woman was talking about wanting to have a child, that's why Oh yeah, That's exactly. Why she's joining because she's oh, yeah. a citizen. Yeah, in the shower scene. Yeah, so in the shower scene, um, which almost everyone in that shower scene, oh spoiler alert, dies. So <laughs> like almost everybody in that shower scene um is dies, and they almost all of them die. Um, and so one of them talks about yeah, she wants to so she wants to have babies. So one says that she wants to have babies. And the only way for her, or well, the easiest way for her to have babies is if she's a citizen. So you can have babies if you have, if you are a civilian, but you have to have a license. And apparently it's easier to get this license through if you're a citizen. Just like anything else. And that kind of makes me wonder, and I would have put it, put it back, you know, put it past the society is what if you get pregnant and you don't have a license? Yeah. I think they just abort the baby or, you know, maybe they pump them up with like, they either abort it if they get pregnant and they don't have a license or knowing this type of society, there's probably something in the water that keeps people from getting pregnant. They probably give you lashes too. Yeah, you probably give lashes too. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> so, oh, and uh, one one woman in there, um, she wanted to be she wanted to be a, a government worker. She wanted to work for a politician. She wanted to be a politician and you can't be a politician 
unless you're a citizen. So unless you don't, you join the Federation and you do military combat or whatever, unless you do a bare minimum of two years and more, you cannot be a politician. And that's just how it is. Because um, you have to be a citizen to be a politician. So, um, uh, and this is kind of where I find that it's very interesting when you see the differences between like what Rico is experiencing and then what Carmen is experiencing. Because this is kind of the first major one, I feel like. So, while Rico sees violence, Carmen is having fun flying and shit. Like, yeah. Even so, rules. Even even the rules they have to follow. Like, in yeah. his training, it's, you, everything has to be followed to the letter T. Yeah. And hers, she's... No. She's sliding down the rails with Amy Smart, running to go, you know, I mean, first come, first serve, who has to fly, so it's, <laughs> so, um. It's like night and day. Yeah, so, yeah, it definitely is, you know, Rico, on his first day there, he sees someone get their arm snapped, he sees Diz or get choked out, uh, so he sees a lot of violence, and then, of course, he sees uh, Ace or um, Jake Busey get his hand stabbed against the wall by the drill instructor, so... You know, he's seeing all this violence. And, you know, when they cut to Carmen, it's definitely not the same. You know what I mean? She's not, you know, in a tent. She's in an actual spaceship. Yeah, she's able to fly and she's just sliding down rails and all this stuff. And, you know, she's known as a crazy pli- a pilot, a crazy pilot. Um, and it's definitely, I think, something... That it's, it's done that way because it's what they're expected to see. Yeah. When they're in their... When they're, when they're in their respected field. So, like, when he's in combat, yeah. he's going to see violence. That's true. Her, they never really think that they're going to see that. So. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of wrote down, too, like, Rico isn't considered smart. At least by, you know... Um, at least the math standards. Yeah. <laughs> definitely by math. That 35%, yeah. So, definitely by math standards, he he isn't, he isn't, he isn't considered smart. At least on paper, he isn't considered smart. Um, you know, because... You've got Carmen, who's got good math, you know, good scores. Every all, if you get good scores, you get the better jobs. And of course, Rico's kind of, you know, he's in the meat, he's in the meat grinder. He definitely is, and he definitely becomes more in the meat grinder. And so he's experiencing all this violence. Carmen is out there having fun, and she's playing grab ass with Xander. <laughs> I wrote that in here too. And, and Xander, so, you find out that Xander intentionally has her join his. Yeah, ship. he intentionally. Yeah, he intentionally does it to where she joins his ship. She is like second chair, and he's first chair on the on the ship. And that's where like the movie I think has some problems establishing the timeline because I'm like, okay, is this like summer fucking vacation that we're still in or you know what i mean or has it been like a year yeah has so it been a training? year has it been a while has it been six months fl- she was already flying yeah. the ship yeah that's where i feel like you know a title card you know fucking spongebob bikini six bottom yeah something like you know some <laughs> shit like that you know six months later so you know showing that and carmen's piloting well we we know you know your brother has his private pilot's license i have my private pilot's license my other cousin has his private pilot license. Her shit is just reckless. Like, she is not giving a fuck. Like, she's doing stuff that, you know what I mean? I think she's trying to do to prove herself, but it's really just reckless. Even the captain is, you know, yeah. she, she's backing back the big <laughs> ship out. She's yeah. very concerned, but doesn't say anything about it because yeah. it worked out. Yeah, and it's like, she's her piloting is just, I feel like there's a line between, like, we have a good pilot, and it's just like, I don't know, I feel like she's going to cause more damage than anything else. Like, that is, it's like, I know that she waited last minute to, like, detach the hose shit that keeps her from moving, but it's like, why? Like, (laughs) why do it at the last minute? Like, what is the possible game? I don't know. But then again, I don't. You know, I'm surprised in a fascist (laughs) society, they they let her have her own 
freedom in that in that sense. Yeah, and that type of thing. Sense. Well, I guess that too. It's such a big difference between you know between uh, mobile infantry and piloting. You know, it really is. And so, and I guess you can think of it as if you're mobile infantry, you're going to have you're going to be on the ground. You're going to see the shit. You're going to be the meat grinder. So you have to be tougher. You have to have hand to hand combat. You have to have all those things. And I guess they kind of see it as, well, if you're in a piloting position, you kind of have a desk job, you know? And <laughs> and then if you're mobile games in theory, like, yeah, you're doing strategic stuff and things like that, but you're just kind of sending the mobile infantry to die, you know? And so, yeah, we have that. And Rico becomes squad commander. Yeah. Yeah. Squad Rico commander. becomes squad commander through the help of Diz, through doing some high school move that they did through their... Oh, the laser! So, yeah, tag. the it was, fucking it was through it was through the laser tag back backflip football and shit. Um, yeah, yeah, and all of a, for somehow <laughs> he's able to just not get shot. Yeah, by just not to get shot. Yeah, not to get shot. So, oh, um, on a side note, the armor that they wear that's used in a bunch of different things. That's used in Firefly. That's used in Planet of the Apes, and I want to say it's used in one more thing, but I can't remember. But that that armor that they wear has been used. You know, it's prop that's been used in multiple other movies. No, I never noticed that. Yeah, it has been. So, (laughs) but anyways, so he makes Squad Commander, and Rico finally receives letter two, and Carmen dumps his ass (laughs) (laughs) because she wants to go career. Yeah, she wants to. Yeah, she wants to go career. Like she wants to go career and everything. Um, And so Carmen just dumps his ass, and uh, so he dumps his ass, and it's like, oh great. And Jake Busey tries to comfort him and says. You know, it's funny how they want to be friends after they rip your guts out. Because <laughs> she still wants to be friends, you know. And, and then to make it worse, I mean, he's already hurting from this breakup. And yeah. then very next scene, it just goes downhill. Oh, down. yeah. Here, let's let's talk about it. So, very next scene, they're doing a live ammo uh, training exercise. Yep, live ammo. Mixed with laser tag, kind of. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, so mixed with laser tag. And I just wrote in my notes, farm boy gets shot in the head medic <laughs> so uh farm boy has an issue with his helmet and basically rico has him take it off um the chick who wants to be a politician uh ends up getting shot by the laser it electrocutes her she falls down and she act- and the gun sh- goes off and it blows this guy's head off. And it's shown in there. And of course, you know, there's CGI in it, but it, it doesn't look bad. Like they they showed just enough. You know, I'm right? not. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if the helmet would have done. Yeah, I mean, it shot him in the, pretty much like well, the eye and up. Here's the argument about it. Like, yeah, it, and I and I noticed that too, where it shot. I would say from the cheek first, and oh. then all the way up. Well, it's, he has both his eyes. Yeah. Still. So I mean, mm-hmm. and the helmet only covers. You know, well, I guess your, some of the helmets look down, like they kind of go. Yeah, I feel like eyes, it but... hit. I, we'd have to look at it again, but I feel like it hit. It hit his cheek, and then it, and then it just because it was traveling up, and then it went up. But his head gets fucked, and it's actually it's it's a pretty cool scene. You see, like if you're, it's a pretty cool scene. You're just like, oh shit, you know, his head gets blown up, and then they yell medic. And but with Rico, if he would have had him kept his helmet on, then you know, yeah, we don't know what would have happened. That's the thing, you know, he might have still gotten shot and might have still died. Or he would have just had the helmet on, would have blocked his vision. He would have just gotten hit by, you know, a, the laser tag. I also think it was it was an accident when it happened because earlier in the laser tag scene, you see uh, them running cross paths, and Diz yells, "Hey, watch, watch the," because uh-huh. the guy runs in front of her while she's about to shoot, 
And so it's more of a, like, watch where you're going. Oh, watch, yeah. Watch the line of fire. Yeah, watch where you're going. And yeah. so, because they have them, they have them. Like, watch your six or something like that. And they have that, them all spread out. So they say. four at a time. And yeah. And the next four go. And so it's more of just. Yeah, so his, yeah, so his, his helmet was messed it, up. It just looks like an accident when it happened in this training exercise. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if it's something like that, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows what could have happened, but yeah. So, I, I guess mean, their technology couldn't put his head back together. So. <laughs> so he yells medic and uh zim sergeant zim is rico your status up <laughs> immediately rico you are now relieved of squad commander <laughs> and like that's, the, that, that's the next thing he says like there's a dead fucking guy there and rico you are you are relieved as squad commander so he's he's not like really on on trial but he's talking to sergeant zim the boot camp instructor um, Clancy Brown, and he's talking to Hank, Hank yeah, Schrader Hank. from Breaking Bad. Yep. And so, uh, and so they're talking, and they lost one. Rec- they lost one recruit, basically, right there. Um, we don't know what happens with the girl who wants to be a politician if she just quits, or they force her to quit, or whatever it is. Because, I mean, she is still kind of technically responsible for killing him, even though Rico took his helmet off or had him take his helmet off. You know, she was still kind of yelling stuff at him saying you're going to blow the score, she gets shot, and then she just holds the trigger down. And I don't know why she held the trigger down, you know? Probably because it looks like it electrocutes them. So. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, it looks like it electrocutes them, but I feel like, I don't know, I've never been electrocuted to that like, point, so I don't know, maybe you are stuck on the trigger, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... They they, they, they want to, they want to save Rico. They don't want him to leave. They, they, they uh, think there's hope for him. Yeah, they, they think Hank even asked them, "Is there hope for? Is yeah, there hope is there for, for salvaging? Because they've lost two recruits already. It's been a shit day, um, and so they say, and they ask Rico, you know, why did you order him to take your helmet off? And keep in mind, these are eighteen year olds too. At least this is what it feels like. Still, they're eighteen year olds. And then he says, "I wanted to win, so he he just wanted to win. He wanted to beat the time score." So he wanted to beat the time score in this training exercise, and that's what led to this, you know, farm boy, as I call him, dying. Um, and so they do administrative punishment, 10 lashes. And then, of course, that cuts back to the earlier scene when he's talking to his dad, and, you know, Rico's dad says, I'd rather take 10 lashes in public than to have you go into, you know, the Federation, mobile infantry. And now Rico's about to take 10 lashes in public. <laughs> and so... Uh, so Rico's taking those ten lashes. Um, do we want to talk about the guy who's whipping him? Or probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. If you see the movie, just look at the guy who's whipping him, and he's probably enjoying it a little bit too much. <laughs> and then so, you know, it jump it jumps from uh, Rico back to Carmen. Yeah. Oh and yeah. And I wrote down here. Yeah, you have Carmen, and it shows her breaking the rules. She replots the course without yeah. telling anybody. Yeah. And there's this big meteorite coming down, or whatever, comet meteorite, yep. and pretty much they try to avoid it. I think it was an asteroid, I don't know, because they say, yeah, they said they, they can send asteroids from, like, their belt or something like that. And it that. takes out the communications off of their ship. Yeah. And instead of her being punished, she gets rewarded for saving exactly. the ship. Exactly, so it's kind of like, well, then again, no one, as far as we know, no one died on that ship. Rico got a guy killed. But yeah, so Rico gets a guy killed, you know, more or less, basically. I'm sure he feels responsible. Um, and I wrote in here, meanwhile, Carmen replots the course, and Xander's, you know, fucking talking her up, trying to feel her up and shit. 
And Xander's just like, I can anticipate her. And I'm just like, oh, this guy wants to fuck her so bad. Like, <laughs> this he whole looks, time. He looks yeah, so I'm just too. like, I'm like, he does. Like, I'm just like, Xander wants to fuck Carmen, like, so bad. And I think the whole time during the movie, we were just like, well, joke's on him because, you know, she's Charlie Sheen's ex-wife. And we all... <laughs> and get yourself tested, Xander. And so... <laughs> so anyways, um, so that shit happens. And actually, that... Um, that asteroid, that's the one that hits uh, Buenos Aires. Yep. That's, yeah, that's uh, the Rico's, one. Rico's hometown. Yeah, so we cut to the scene. Rico is now heading home because he signed his 1080 or his 1040, whatever it is. Because um, he's just like, I don't have what it takes. I got it. Oh, yeah. We know he's, he feels guilty because he's like, I got a guy killed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know I know that I don't know what it takes. And in the meantime, Diz is trying to tell him, well, you took, you know, if they didn't want you... They wouldn't have kept you. They would have just kicked yeah, you just out. Let you go. You took your lashes. You took your licks. You know why don't you go ahead and just stay? You know why don't you go and just stay and you know stay in? And of course, Ace is now squad commander and everything. Um, so Rico's heading out, and Rico is calling his parents. And you know, of course, he asks his parents if he can head home. And you know, his parents say, "Yeah, of course you can head home. Why don't you go and head back? We'll talk about it later." And in that scene, you see that it gets dark, and the transmission cuts. And that's when you find out that they're going to war and that that same asteroid that um, Carmen replotted a course for basically hit Buenos Aires and just wiped the plant, wiped it off the, the face of the earth. So Buenos Aires or Rico's hometown is now officially gone. Everyone he knows is now dead. Um, so and, if, and he's, he's on his way pretty much out the door at this point. Yeah. And as soon as all the other soldiers around... They they start to crowd over one big TV. Yeah, and he's trying to figure out what's going on, and that's yeah. when they show pretty much what happened. Yeah, happens. what happened. Yeah, so he runs back into Hank yeah. and Zim. Oh, uh, side note: those fires that they show in that clip, that's from like the Oakland fires of like nineteen ninety. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. to say that. Ninety three, ninety four, or something like that. So California's always been on fire. So yeah, so yes, has it ever really gone out? Like. <laughs> But, so, Rico decides he's not going to go. I mean, he doesn't have anywhere to go. You know what I mean? Whereas, I mean, his parents, yeah, his, he, yeah, everyone's parents dead. dead. Yeah, and so, he goes in there, he talks to Sergeant Zim, and he talks to uh, Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad. Um, and so, of course, you know, they're talking, and he's telling him how he made a mistake, and then he made a mistake, and he made another mistake by signing his form to quit. And so... And I like this scene because Sergeant Zim looks at him and he says, is this your signature, you know, on your, you know, the form that says you're quitting oh, yeah. and all that stuff. And then he looks at basically his superior, Hank Schrader. Who turns his back. And he turns away. He just turns and he just looks at him. He just turns his back. He looks outside the window. And then Sergeant Zim just like, it doesn't look like it to me. And then he just rips it up. And yeah. so Rico's able to stay, you know, in the Everybody Federation. Yeah. So he's able to stay in the Federation. And then we go into... Would you like to know more? Yeah. <laughs> and this so, is the only the only yeah. good bug is a dead bug as well. Yeah, so the only good bug is a dead bug. So we actually cut back to Neil Patrick Harris and PH uh, for the first time since the beginning of the movie, really. And he's they credit him as a military scientist, and he's giving them tips. You know, shoot for the nerve stem, all the stuff, how to effectively take down a bug. Um, which does not get applied at all. Never, the, not on, once. Not, well, it does. But not on the fucking first fight scene on uh on Zandathu I think it's called yeah they have they have yeah. stormtrooper type aiming going oh on. my god so so they do that 
they go to attack and it's attack on bug planet and so when it comes to that attack on bug planet they're let me check the order of things kind of see how it went yeah so with the attack on bug planet they're getting sent out and it feels because it's it's um it's rico it's dizzy it's ace and it's that fourth guy. I can't remember. Never, yeah, yeah he's, cause he's he dies. Nobody. Yeah, cause he dies like right away. I cannot remember his name, but he dies like right away. Even, uh, even before this scene, uh, it shows the ships in orbit, and it shows you know the, the bugs are shooting the blue plasma. Yeah, they're shooting like the plasma. Things. Well, I think that's that's after this scene yeah, yeah, because but, Xander and Rico they have a fight. So I think yeah, Xander so and Rico, the, yeah, they have that fight first. But, but they're just showing it, but uh, the, the, like none of these ships know anything about it. Yeah, they just think and it's I wrote I wrote on here too, and with this very with this first fight, definitely it feels very Vietnam in this. Oh yeah, where you have these Marines who are definitely confident in what they're trying to do and everything, but they're perhaps a little too overconfident and they underestimate their enemy. And of course, they're on home turf. They're not, For you know, the they're enemy. away. Yeah, so. Xander and Rico get into a fight. Of course, uh, Rico runs into Carmen, and you know Carmen does the whole like, "You don't look happy to see me." It's like, "Well, bitch, I wonder why." Because he dumped his ass in the letter too, <laughs> and, and and to top it off, you know they're talking. He's like, he's like, "Should I be happy?" You know, just shit like that. And Kewin Xander walks in, and Rico's like, "Okay, you, you know what I mean. You don't have to draw. You know, you can <laughs> yeah. draw two and two. You dumped my ass by letter two, saying you want to go career." And now Xander's fucking you. So it's like, <laughs> and so, um, so it becomes the issue and he's just like, oh, so I see how you really want to go career. You know, he makes a kind of remark like that. Um, and Rico starts to kind of walk away and Xander starts to talk back. And it's like, I feel like at this point, the difference between Xander and Rico, is just huge where, yeah, I'm sure Xander's pretty, a pretty smart guy. I mean, he is a pilot. But Rico's kind of seen some shit already. And he's definitely probably more combat ready than, you know, Xander is. And so Xander does the whole rank is not an issue thing. And then less than two seconds later, Rico <laughs> just decks out Xander. And so... <laughs> they don't even get to finish the fight. Yeah, they don't get to finish the fight because they all jump in. So they all jump in, basically. And they are able to tear them off. And then that's when they say, you know, you know, Mobile infantry and piloting or flight, they never mix. They never work well together. They don't, they're not supposed to mix and stuff like that. So next scene we have is the the attack on Clandathu. That's what it's called. So Clandathu is supposed to be the home bug planet. And it, they're doing the attack on the bug planet. And it feels like they're straight out of boot camp. And this is actually, and, and this is actually the opening of the movie. Yeah, the, the movie opens with this scene. Yeah, the movie does open with this scene. So, but they're the Rico's group is they're the first wave. So That's the right. first wave the first right wave. there. And a little kind of another side note, I guess you could say the one guy who says, "Remember your training, and you will survive." What's the what's the president's name? Gerald Ford. That's that's one of the president's name, right? Yeah. Gerald Ford. So Gerald Ford's son, I think his name is William Ford. That's actually him. He's in, he plays that actor, or he plays that guy oh. in that movie. Yeah. So you have the president's son, or former president Gerald Ford's son, who says, you know, remember your training and you will survive. And of course, ironically enough, he dies. You know, he's like <laughs> one of the first ones to die. He's their commanding officer. He's one of the first ones to die. They're part of the first wave. And so 
it feels like they're trying to have some sort of formation. And then the Hispanic guy, I don't remember his name. He obviously breaks line. And he's, and he's, and yeah, he starts, he, he starts, he breaks out of that line. He breaks out of that training and, um, he starts shooting and everyone just starts dying. Cause he just keeps on saying, you want to get some, you get some of this, get some of that, you know, all this stuff. He's shooting them, but he's not really bringing them down too much. And so, <laughs> and so he's shooting them, he's not really bringing them down. And, you know, I, and immediately I wrote in here too, it's, they're not shooting the nerve stem. Like, why didn't they watch the film? Like, why didn't they watch Neil Patrick Harris say, hey, shoot for the nerve stem? And it's like these soldiers don't get that information. Yeah. That's what it seems like. You know, it definitely does kind of feel like that. And also, too, it's like, during that boot camp scene, well, they probably didn't do this because for obvious budget reasons, you can't, you can only have so much CGI in a 1997 movie, or even nowadays, but you think they'd be actually shooting, like, arachnids, you know the the bugs on during boot camp. They would I, learn how to learn how to learn where to shoot them. But also, I, I guess I guess to 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 take blame is. I mean, this is probably their first time. This is their first time in combat, and so they're probably yeah. nervous, not really thinking. They're just yeah, they're not they're not experienced. Out there. They're not experienced, and probably wasn't good to have them as like the first wave either, because everyone starts dying. You know, um, Hispanic guy with the mustache. I really wish I knew his name. <laughs> reporter guy. <laughs> no, reporter guy, yeah. So. You know, I, pro- props to the camera guy who just filmed this. Yeah. Filmed reporter guy he was, just get yeah. cut in half he and got, just mauled. He so, <laughs> he just uh, sitting there videotaping the whole oh. thing. <laughs> Here's another fun. Uh, the Hispanic guy, the one with the mustache, um, the one who's saying, telling, get some, get some, get some. He keeps on shooting all of them. He, uh, he wanted to go to Harvard, but he couldn't afford it, so he joined the the federation become a citizen and apparently they'll you know same thing now they'll pay for your college but in the shower scene he says it'll cost his family an arm and a leg <laughs> and he ends up losing an arm and a leg during that fight scene <laughs> and then he gets you know ripped to pieces and he gets thrown in the he gets thrown he gets thrown in them so everyone's everyone's dying the chick who wants to have babies she falls into a trap she gets taken apart so everyone's dying um, and then even Rico himself gets 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 yeah. hurt. Yeah, Rico himself. He so gets stabbed right through the leg. The because at first it's Rico, Jake Busey, Dizzy, and then that fourth guy we can't remember his name. He ends up getting like cut more than in half. Like more like a third of him gets thrown at Rico. Oh, that's and right. Rico is shooting these things off, and then he's shooting them with the with the shotgun. Which I don't know. That's the only time we see the shotgun. We never see the shotgun yeah. again. <laughs> and he gets stabbed in the leg. He pulls the thing out of his leg, which I don't know why you would pull that thing out. Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like you should. Yeah, away. you don't want to pull that shit out, though. That's like maybe maybe on the field. If you yeah, could shoot try, that thing off, away. yeah. If you could shoot that thing off, that'd be nice. But yeah, so I mean, but um, he ends up shooting another arachnid, or what they're called arachnids, or the bugs, you know, the pincher ones, and it falls on him. So it falls on him, and that's what ends up happening, and that's what they show in the scene is. And you kind of think that Rico died. Yeah, it's the last, so, yeah, yeah. last part of the It's scene. shown that it's it's shown or it's it's kind of hinted at that Rico's dead. And the next thing it goes to the would you like to know more kind of like segment uh, propaganda. 100,000 dead. dead in one hour. So in one hour, 100,000 dead. Um, one thing. This speaks to the point about the underestimating. Oh, for sure. On their home a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dead in one hour. And so definitely a lot of underestimation right there. And the thing that I like is the Sky Marshal, or basically, like, they're... I don't know if they're their commander-in-chief, but they're ahead of, like, their their strategy, basically, for military, uh, the Sky Marshal. So, 
the Sky Marshal is the one who says we have to go to Clan Dathu and we have to, you know, do the attack on their home on their home planet. And of course, you have a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dead in one hour, and he immediately resigns. <laughs> and so, so he immediately resigns, and all this stuff. And in my next set of notes, I have basically the difference between Carmen and Rico again. So during this whole fight scene, Carmen gets a scratch in an eye. You know, she they're flying through the blue shit, and that's how she finds she gets. You know, there's some fire. She gets a scratch in the eye, and that's it. And Rico just gets fucked up. You know, he gets that fucking pincher through his fucking leg. And he's in the Star Wars back to tank, you know, trying to heal up and everything. And so, and they're healing up his leg. Which is actually a pretty cool shot when they show it healing his leg. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good shot, you know, for being definitely 1997. So, and of course, you know, they're just like, they're walking through, like they're big dicks on campus, uh, Xander and Carmen. And <laughs> they're walking through the uh and they see the infantry and all those infantry guys are just super fucked up they have missing legs missing arms you know there's blood everywhere and then fucking carmen is just like you know i'm surprised there's any you know there's any there's barely any survivors and it's like well <laughs> so not everyone has it as easy as you carmen you know <laughs> you know rico's getting <laughs> fucked up you know and you got all these guys on the ground who are you know they're dying you know and you're just in the sky being reckless and stuff. And so, so, um, Rico is in that Star Wars tank. They showed that he's killed in action. And Carmen sees that, you know, on this, you know, thing she looks up his name on, that he was killed in action. Which, of course, we know is wrong because Rico's in the tank getting healed up. You know, the one thing in this scene that was weird to me, so you remember, she, she pulls his name up and it covers the entire screen. Oh, yeah. And in the background, you see some girl as if she knows Rico. She covers her face like, <gasps> Maybe she did know Rico. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Man, maybe she did. I didn't see that. I would have to watch, I'll have to rewatch that. Like, like, you have these people reacting to Rico's name as if like they Rico. know. Well, he's the main character of the movie, so they're just like, oh, man, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Team Rico. And then team fuck xander you know like <laughs> so <laughs> i really hate xander i think it's just his face but i don't know well he's kind of he's a dick in it you know he's a dick for sure but um so rico gets out of the tank he's all healed up and everything and he joins the roughnecks so him R- Ratchecks, roughnecks yes and ratchet of course is their teacher from you know high in school. the first act yeah so from high school and so um they're not sure who's in charge of it. They just hear that they have uh, a squad leader or whatever his name, whatever their their sergeant. You know, they just hear the sergeant's a real ball buster, all this stuff. Um, but it actually turns out Ratchak saved Rico's life. So I guess apparently he was the one who saved Rico from, from dying that, you know, on the bug planet. And so uh, Ratchak comes in. They find out that Ratchak is, this is Ratchak's roughnecks. And uh, he's got a robot arm and... I wrote in here, robot arms are cool. And so, <laughs> yeah, so he's got a robot arm. And, of course, Ratchak says, everyone fights, no one quits, or I shoot you. And <laughs> just kind of, just to kind of show right there, like, everyone's going to fight, you know. Um, and so there's going to be a huge fighting difference from the first planet to the second planet they're on. Because the first one, they're on Clan Dathu, which is the home planet. The second one is Planet P. And that's when Rico becomes part of the Roughnecks. And there's just a huge difference, a huge fighting difference. Because that first, you know, planet, it felt very Vietnam. Like, they were getting fucked, like, just beyond belief, you know. You got people not, you know, following their training, just all this stuff. And 
when it comes to planet P, the whole idea is they're just going to go, instead of, you know, attacking the home planet, they're just going to go at one planet at a time and try to clear out each planet as much as they can and then label them clear. And yeah, so, the, so by doing that, they were gonna they were gonna bomb first, and then they're supposed yes, to come in and mop. Huge it up. difference, yeah, huge difference, basically right there. So where and that's the opening scene. They drop them basically with napalm, and they wipe out a big majority of them. And then they go in there, and they're basically like a cleanup crew, so they don't have to fight as many as these you know um, arachnids as much. So, um, huge fighting difference. They're shooting them. Um, they actually shoot them into a pile, which is. Really, you know, when they're shooting them, when they're fighting the yeah. arachnids, they're actually, it looks like they actually, you know, you can tell these people they, are they trained. They crowd them. Yeah, they crowd them. They're, they're in a line. They're in a formation. They're actually doing strategic, you know, battling. And, you know, you notice these are pe- these arachnids are dying and they're dying in a, in a nice, neat pile. Whereas before, you know, everyone's getting fucked up and everyone's getting, you know, torn to pieces. You know, it probably has to do a lot with the commander as well. Yeah, definitely with their sergeant. So, I mean... I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, he wouldn't want his guys walking into a death trap. So I mean, because yeah. earlier in the earlier in the movie, the the commander of their squad was pretty much someone brand new to the like first time yeah. on the field. Yeah. So I mean, well, even then, we don't know too much about their commander. You know, for the first one, or, or sorry, like squadron leader. Oh yeah, the squadron leader. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, there's that big difference right there. Um, and then cue in the giant lava bug. <laughs> and so, I mean, so Rico kills the giant l- lava bug. Um, somehow and... stays on its back. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like a rodeo, uh, like a rodeo bull. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, uh, the lava bug comes in and just fucks the lieutenant or the squad leader, I think. Squad leader, lieutenant. I, I can't remember where it was. I think I have it written down here. Melts, melts her arm and mel- off. And mel- corporal. She was a corporal. So... Uh, it melts her arm off completely, and Rico's able to get on top of the lava bug, the lava monster bug, and he shoots in the back of it, and he's able to throw a grenade in there. So he throws a grenade in there, and he just blows this thing up. And so... <laughs> Which automatically means instant promotion. Yeah, instant promotion. <laughs> when he can do shit like that, like, that is an instant promotion. Like, he, he probably still puts that on his resume. Like, <laughs> and so, um, he, uh, whatchamacallit? Where was I at? I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, um, Ratchet comes over to him, and he's like, where'd you learn how to do that? And he's just like, don't you remember, sir? I learned it in high school. I was on the football team or something. I'm like, well, how the fuck does that even work? Like, <laughs> what do you mean you fucking learned that in high school? Like, how? They're just riding each other. Yeah, I, I guess so. It's Penn State up in there. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, I'll, yeah, when he says, "I learned," don't you remember, sir? I learned that from high school. Like, what the fuck okay like all right guy and so uh that's when Trek says you know you know i need a corporal and so you're gonna be corporal until you're dead or basically i find someone better yep. so nice little motivation right there which means he probably kills them or something yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so um after that after rico becomes corporal he's big dick on campus and um they're having a party and that's when Ratchak says, you know, ev- everyone have fun. That's an order. So they're having some R&R. They're having fun. Um, Rico and Diz are talking. And Diz wants to dance with Rico because Diz has always wanted Rico's dick since day one. She's wanted Rico's dick. Which, Diz is pretty hot. I would go after Diz over Carmen. I mean, plus she's Charlie Sheen's ex-wife, girlfriend. So, <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, so... Um, 
Diz wants to dance with Rico. Rico's just like, no, I don't want to dance. I don't do that anymore because I'm a corporal now or whatever. And he's like, do you have to pull? Do I have to pull rank? And so she dances with Sugar, and Sugar's the uh, the guy who's in. He's in a lot of things. He was in The Walking Dead. Was well, it? Really yeah, uh, Seth Seth Gilliam. Seth Gilliam. His name is Sugar Watkins. Um, you would recognize. Oh, Watkins, him. Yeah, Watkins. Yeah, Sugar Watkins. These they mainly call him Watkins. So, um, and that's when Ratchet tells him like. Uh, you know, yes, me advice once before. I'm going to give you some now. Never pass up on a good thing. And so, Diz and Rico fuck. And so, <laughs> so I have in here Diz and Rico fuck for 20 minutes. And then in parentheses, we can do it. 